Wanna Vibe is a podcast and resource speaking simply about all things wellness. We want to break down each topic and start from the beginning, avoiding the assumption that everyone knows the building blocks to a particular subject. The way we see it, wellness is all-encompassing of each aspect that affects our everyday lives. In addition to our faves like fitness and nutrition, this could mean anything from relationships to careers, finances, spirituality, and so much more. We are Abby and Issa. Wanna Vibe? Welcome back to Wanna Vibe. Welcome back to Wanna Vibe in 2021. Isa just really threw me off because really she does a five, six, seven, eight to count us down. And you oh. just did a one, two, three, four. So I was like, what is happening? Oh my God, a cheerleader remix. <laughs> I'm Isa. You guys, I'm Abby. It's been a solid, how many months has it been? I, I didn't even look. Since May, I think. May was our last one. Really? So we haven't recorded since I've lived here. I feel like we have. Mm. All right. No, I'm not quite sure. I'm going to fact check this. We have done, we did October, September. Okay. So October 5th was our last episode. So we have filmed since I've lived in San Diego, Oh, but, <laughs> but also is, time is a vortex. Doesn't, time doesn't exist. Time um, and I, I have to, I want to take ownership and accountability for like us being MIA for the past couple months because I had so much weighing on my mental state that I just physically, emotionally could not get in the zone. And so the good news is, is that Trump's out in four, three days, <laughs> two days, <laughs> two days as of when you're hearing this. Yes, true. Um, and I sold my house in New Jersey after it being on the market for like not nine months, yes. eight months. Um, and we've had now two COVID scares in our house. Jesse's whole family in New Jersey has COVID. So have fun over there Mm -hmm. in the cold. Um, But yeah, so we appreciate you guys hanging in. We're back. We're not committing to a schedule. 2021 is all about the vibes. Hashtag no rules, honey. Listen, this is our podcast. If you don't like it, just keep somewhere else. (laughs) Keep keep listening. (laughs) Don't listen to Abby. Well, I can't let you take a total accountability for us not having the work or whatever. I too moved. Granted, it was like three blocks away. However, moving is trash. I don't know how you did it across country. Like, well, I, almost, I had the incentive of 75 degree weather in January. That's true. But, you know, we had the move. We had the engagement. We were celebrating left and right. We, um, we also had a COVID scare, which was crazy. Um, it, really just like up it upended everything and uh so now here we are i took advantage relaxed tried to get my schedule down like not even because we're not seeing people so it's not like we're like out and about it's even just like scheduling like now it's like oh at the end of the night what do i want to do because i was like like on my phone constantly and now i'm like this is not the things that i want to be bringing to my life so now i'm trying to read who am i who is she who is she i, I don't know. know i'm trying to read i'm trying to take care of my skin i'm trying to take care of my hair because i fucked my hair royally over the summer oh yeah yeah it wasn't anyone's fault other than my own honestly it was a little ombre gone hombre situation <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it was my it was my own fault. I wasn't clear, and like, I really like the girl who does did my hair. So I have like no like hard feelings there. 
I just needed it back to normal. So here we are. You know, that was a stress in and of itself. But anyway, I'm very excited that Donald Trump is leaving office. This has been a really stressful time for me. I know a lot of people are like, if you're listening to this and you support Donald Trump. Why are you listening to this? I'm surprised. Um, But that's just not where I stand personally. So I don't really believe in that. There's just like, it's too much of, I just hate how now everybody's like trying to like, what were we talking about before? People in the middle where it's like, I don't care who you voted for. We're going to be friends regardless. No, we are not. Correct. Also don't clap into the microphone. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Um, I agree. And I think on so many levels, 2020 was, you know, like, I think, I hope that we can be like the Phoenix rising from the ashes of 2020. Right. I think that in times of trauma, which is exactly what 2020 was. Yes. Um, it forces us to grow and it forces us to really like take a look inside and evaluate, you know, our morals and our values and what we're aligning ourselves with. And hi guys, if you're listening, I have access to all of your demographics, where you live, who you are, what gender you identify (laughs) with, et cetera. And you're almost all women in the U S pretty much that's our demographic. So the fact of the matter is, is that if you voted for Trump, you should find another podcast. Like that's just, that's just like period. It is what it is. I think as a female, there's just no reason. There's just no reason as a person of color. There's just no reason. Like I'm, I'm going to take a stance for myself. And it, it, I think that Donald Trump is like one of the worst things that our country has ever done to ourselves. Agreed. And the, the whole, like him, him losing the election and then, instead of focusing on the pandemic and getting our country into a state of like better health and our, and our economy into a state of better health, you know, he was throwing a temper tantrum and inciting violence. And that's just, it's just not okay. And Jesse, oh my God, Dexter just scared the crap out of me. (laughs) Jesse has a lot more, friends that are aligned on that with Trump than I do, thankfully, but there have been a few people, I think for the most part, like you were just saying, I have a lot of people in my life who refuse to talk about politics, refuse to take a stance, refuse to have an opinion. And I think it stems from refusal to educate themselves on these topics that are so important. And 2020 has taught me that like, What's that word? Like, uh, I don't know. You're Abby's just ebbing and flowing. She's like swaying from side to side. People that like, you know, people that refuse to take a stance on something that's really important. Like we're not talking about like, what's your favorite color? Like these are important issues. Right. And you refusing to have an opinion. And like, this is the thing you don't have to get on social media. Right. And shout it from the rooftops. But I'm talking like about us. close friends. <laughs> right. But close friends. Like if you and I were having a conversation off air, we are talking about these substantial topics that are affecting our everyday lives. And especially people that we know and people that we love and even people that we don't know and people that we don't love. We don't correct. know them, but it affects people. And who knows when the day will come that it turns on you. And, you know, and then nobody's going to speak up for you. Nobody's going to stand up for you because you kept your fucking mouth shut. 
Right. And complacency, that's the word I was looking for in this situation to me is just as, it's just as bad as being guilty. Do you know what I mean? Like, absolutely. I was actually really impressed. Some of my friends who were supporting Black Lives Matter or, um, you know, maybe had voted for Trump the first term and then not the second term. I was shocked and impressed and grateful that people like opened their eyes and were like, wow. Then I have people that I know that it's like, oh, um, (laughs) I saw something online where it was like QAnon. Oh, it was confirmed that it was um, Antifa that was storming the Capitol. And it's like, yes, girl, the truth comes out. I'm like, why are you saying that? Why are you saying, and I'm like, I love you as a person. This is so hard for me. Like, and I don't know what to do. And I, you know, I think I've come to a point where I can't separate the two. I I think our whole entire country has come to that point. I just can't. And I won't. I, I have too much at stake in my life and like in my future that, for me to say, for me to even think that anything that Donald Trump has done or said, shredding all the LGBTQ rights right before he leaves, like doing all these wild things, telling all of the people that he acquitted from, I mean, and then, and then all of the people whose death penalties he enforced. Oh my God. So who have been sitting on death row for 20 fucking years over petty crimes that they did as like teenagers. It's just, it's really it's really sad. Were they all petty crimes or did some of them kill people? Well, like it's, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, it's, the story is what the story is. And like, I think the one that stuck out to me was there was one that um, Kim Kardashian was trying to support the uh, retrial of this boy who was, he did not murder anyone, but he was involved somehow in a murder when he was like 17 or 16 or something like that. And like, listen, I'm not making excuses for anyone, but like the amount of dumb shit that we do before our fucking frontal lobes are fully formed, like- The fact that he has been in in prison on death row for like 30 years and then Trump all of a sudden was like, yep, let's kill this guy. It's just ugly. Of course, there was a woman who also, the woman who, this is graphic trigger warning, I'm giving you five seconds to turn this off or cover your ears or whatever, five, four, three, two. The woman who murdered the other woman and then removed her unborn child and tried to pass it off as her own. Yeah. So that woman was put to death row. Fully support that. Okay. Like there's, there's different, there's, there's a spectrum. Probably should have happened sooner. Right. Um, but, but either way, the people that are, that want to be voiceless now, it's not the time guys. It's not the time to be voiceless. It's not the time to not have an opinion. It's not the time to speak up. It's not the time to not be an ally. It's just not the fucking time. And that's a privilege. Like you being able to be quiet is such a privilege. I I can't, I can't have that kind of energy in my life. I just need to know what it's like. Like, I don't want to know what it's like, but I need somebody who's in this situation to explain to me, what is it like to have friends that are people of color, any color, and be like, yes, I support Donald Trump. What's that life like? And are they still your friend? And have you heard from them in a while? Yeah, and do I you wonder if that's consider- even a thing. There, people try and pass that off. Like, I, yeah, but I've dated, like, you know, like I've dated a Mexican or I've dated black men. Like uh, I've dated a black woman, but still you are this wild racist. And I just, I can't, I can't get it wrapped around my head that that's actually a thing. Or I don't know. Anyway, 
I feel like we're giving too much energy to the, and well, we, it deserves the energy, but I'm getting all kinds of, yeah. So let's look at the silver lining of the shit that 2020 has been. Like, I think that 2020 has been, at least personally, and I think for a lot of the people that I still remain in contact with, I think 2020 has been a pretty transformative year. Yeah. Like, we have had to literally lock ourselves in our houses with just our immediate family, which... Granted, if you are in a, like a dangerous home situation, like I, I, I can't even imagine what, what this quarantine lockdown has done for those, the people that are suffering from, you know, those unfortunate situations. But aside from that, like, I think it's, I think it's actually brought families closer together. I think it's, um, I think it's humbled a lot of parents. I think it's humbled a lot of partners. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that we are used to spending so much time, even with our significant others. And it's forced us to learn. I hope it's forced us to learn a lot about ourselves, a lot about the people that we live with and a lot about communication. Mm -hmm. I know that, you know, I'm, I'm still obviously working on it, but like last night I was thinking about how my reactions to some of the things that, you know, annoy me that Jesse does are actually about me and not about him. Okay. Do you know what I mean? So like yes. something that he does makes me annoyed for literally no reason. That's not about what he's doing. It's not about his behavior. It's about something in me. It's some, something that I've learned. Right. And so that's something that, you know, I, I want to explore a little bit more, but also I think outside relationships have been affected the most because we haven't been able to see our friends go out, hang out, grab drinks, get coffee, whatever, even go to the gym. Um, and so I love the note that you made in our, in our notes that said, have you built, kept, or lost relationships? And I said to you, that's like, fuck, Mary kill, right? Yeah. You go first. Have I built relationships. Um, I think I've strengthened relationships. Like for example, with my dad, my dad and I are together all the time. Uh, at times we, we work together, right? So imagine working with your dad all the time. It's sometimes tumultuous and sometimes strenuous. However, I have been trying to like implement the therapeutic speak onto him and saying, you can't just listen to me, Rich because I call him rich at work, because how lame would it be? But I was like, dad, can you talk dad? You know? So I say, you need to comprehend what I'm saying. We need to comprehend each other, not just mm-hmm. listen to each other. You can listen to me all you want and whatever. So he and I have strengthened our relationship. Um, that's one that I've strengthened, maintained. I maintain relationships with the people that I care about the most, that I want to talk to the most. All my girlfriends, you, my bridesmaids, um, you know, I just try and tap in and make sure that everybody's okay. I have a few group chats, you know, with my girlfriends and I make sure that everybody um, gets checked up on. Everybody needs to make sure, if you think about somebody, this is how I think about it. If, I, if somebody pops into my brain, nine out of 10 times I'm messaging them, even just to say, hey, just letting you know I'm thinking about you. Because I worry, sometimes I'm like, is that my subconscious telling me to inter- intercept something here. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. And I know that might sound a little corny or a little spiritual to people, but for me, I want to make sure even, you know, when John comes home, I'm like, how are you doing? Oh, I'm good. 
but how are you doing? And then, you know, try and like get into it. Um, I would say I haven't lost relationships as so much as I've tried to fray the ties to get the fuck away from it, you know? Cause I'm like, I have like a knife to the string, just like scraping at it. Cause I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't want to. And setting boundaries has been hard. I said to you yesterday, mute on Instagram mm. is a boundary, honey. Mm-hmm. And I loved guys, that so much. You guys have people that you just, you watch and you just start hate watching what they're doing. Yes. And I feel like you and I bond over that like way too much because I hate watch so many people on Instagram. And like when you said that to me, when you said it to me yesterday, I was like, fuck, like she's so right. Like mute is a boundary. And I need to start, I went through Facebook and I started um, unfollowing a bunch of people. Yeah. Mostly because I feel like Facebook is where a lot of the, um, argumentative type of shit happens. Not so much on Instagram because you're like posting a picture of the sunset. Like no one's going to be like, fuck Donald Trump on the sunset. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I did that on Facebook and I'm not super active on Facebook. So like it didn't affect me in the way that meeting people on Instagram. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, there's a bunch of people that, you know, I care about as a person and then I just can't watch your stories because either you're going to... And, you know, no offense, Abby, they're going to incite um, an epileptic seizure on me. Right? <laughs> like the way that they move their camera, you know? And I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to be sick. Or just the nonsense. And listen, I'm, I could be that to somebody too. Cool. Mute totally. me. Yeah, totally. Uh, mute me, whatever. I get it. I hardly post anymore because I just can't get myself to do it. Um, it was putting, it was putting dumb pressure on, I don't know, guys, I have so many emotional issues. I can't. So it was putting too much pressure on me. But anyway, like I said, I'm trying to set up boundaries, whether that person knows it or not. Totally. So that's where I'm at at a place. So yeah, I would say I've done a little of all and the most fun has been setting my boundaries for sure. Yeah. What what about you? Well, I think it's interesting because you just said something that made me, um, think about what we were talking about earlier, which was earlier before we were recording, which was like the way that, like, I feel like in the past, and I I think back about our relationship boundaries episode Mm -hmm. and I want to re-listen to it because my, my previous kind of like mode of thought has been, well, this person is not serving me, so I'm going to cut them off. Right or disassociate or whatever, you know, verbiage you want to use. But and like, I'd be like, no, that's not it. And you're like, yes, it is. <laughs> but also if someone's not serving me, there's a pretty good chance and without making assumptions, but there's a pretty good chance that oops, I'm not serving them either. Perhaps they're not in a place where they are, you know, aware or they're not ready to admit or they just don't want to verbalize or whatever. But I think that like relationships are two-way streets. Any type of relationship is a two-way street from the most superficial to the most intimate. And if, if I'm driving my car down the wrong side of the street, how are they supposed to pass? Do you know what I mean? So like, there's, there's no way that a relationship is only serving one person. Have you ever thought when you have these feelings, have you ever thought to, to bring it up in conversation with somebody? So that's a really interesting point because yes, the short answer is yes. And so 
coming back to like our built kept lost, obviously I've built a ton of relationships because I moved across the country this year. So and you were forced to, yeah. I am so, so grateful for the friends that I have here. I've met some truly, truly amazing people. Um, and they've just been wonderful and supportive and just genuine and kind. What's I, what's interesting is that when you make friends as a, an adult, and like this is something that you and I have talked about a lot because I think that for me, I was telling my new therapist who, her name is Kennedy, shout out Kennedy, we love you. Um, go, I've been going to ter- therapy twice a week, which is like a lot of time. <laughs> it's a lot of time with my feelings. I don't know. <laughs> um, but when you make friends as an adult, you're become, you're befriending the person who they are now, right? So right. you're more aware of who you are. You're more aware of what you need. You're more aware of what you don't need and what your boundaries are. You can set the boundaries from day one of that friendship. Whereas these friends that you've had for since childhood or decades or whatever, however long it's been, you've, you've changed so much. Like when I met the bulk of my friends from back home, all of my friends almost, with the exception of like you and like a couple of our other people, I was, I was not as, I wasn't self-aware enough to know what boundaries to set. So there were no boundaries. And when you've been friends with someone for 20 years with no boundaries, and then all of a sudden you're like, this is what I need in a relationship. I can only imagine being the person on the receiving end of that conversation and being like, whoa, like what? And taking it personally, whether or not it might be personal. So that to say that there have been a handful of friendships that I've lost over this year. And it not, it, it's not necessarily related to like politics or, you know, pandemic or whatever. Although I'm sure that there are factors within each one that, that contribute. For sure. It's more like I now am at a place where I am recognizing that not only is this about me, but it's about the people that I care about too. And if I'm telling you that I need something and you're not able to give it to me, then there's probably things that you need that I'm not able to give to you too. Yeah. It's, it is a two way street. And, you know, I think everybody's at different points in their life where they're more or less in touch with what those needs are. But for me, you know, I had, I had a a pretty significant loss of a relationship last year. And I find myself missing that person a lot, but I also, whenever I literally like I, something will happen and I'll think, okay, I miss them. And then immediately after I'll be like, well, shit, I can't go back to an old boyfriend just because they were my boyfriend for so many years. Right. Why am I going to do that with a friend too? Right. So kept Yes. Built. Yes. Lost. Yes. All of the things. We're making moves. We're making so many moves this year. And a lot of, and really everything is really contributed to the pandemic because who knows if you didn't have these medical boundaries, these health boundaries that these things would ever come to pass, you know, and that you would able to be able to acknowledge it. I've also had similar experiences. I've actually strengthened two relationships, one where I didn't think could get any stronger. And then the other one, um, I thought was a possibility of a loss Mm. and where, you know, one example was my friend reached out to me and was like, what's happening here. And Mm, then I was able to, yeah, like, you know, we weren't, we weren't not getting along. It just wasn't the same. And 
we were able to hash out our differences and this is what affected me and this is why I stopped talking to you. But it wasn't because of a lack of love. It was just like, I don't know where to go from here. And I was finally able to say my piece. She said her piece. We, she and I talk at once a week now just to like catch up and check in. And, but I was open to it. And right. I, well, that's what I was just going to say. It's like, that shows that you guys are on the same page in terms of like your aware, your self-awareness. Right. Because then, I can take responsibility for all of the things that I've done wrong or all the things I said that I didn't mean or all of the times I wasn't there to support you or whatever. But until you can do the same or at least acknowledge my feelings, there's no moving forward. Right. And the, you know, the two relationships that I'm talking about, I've been friends with them for one for 15 years, which is like crazy to me. And then the other one, I've been friends for like 20 and it was, it was really a shock. Like where, if you and I had something, we were getting a we've been friends for what, three years now? Who the fuck knows, man? Who knows? But it seems like, it seems like longer, but like, at least we're, we're in a position. And as you said, we met at an older age where it's like, okay, like we can talk and have a, have a adult conversation and be okay. And, but with these two, it was like a little more delicate because you're like, uh, even, so the other, um, instance that I had, I had like a straight blow up with this person and afterwards we got in contact and it was like, I don't want to walk on eggshells with you anymore. And she said, I feel the same way about you. And I was like, I'm sorry, I made you feel that way. Let's fix it. You know, because we were both feeling the same way. So it was causing this like weird, contentious sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is the last thing I want. And I, you know, but again, like you said, we were both at a place where we were able to move forward and talk about it, not just be like, fuck you, fuck you. And like, that's over, you know? Now, here's the question is like, if you have a friend who wants to acknowledge their feelings, I feel like I've been walking on eggshells. So do I. What if you fundamentally are not aligned with so much of that person's life that regardless of you guys feeling like you walk on eggshells, like you can't continuously tell someone that the way they're living their life feels like contentious to you. It feels untrue to you. It feels inauthentic. It, it feels like they're hurting themselves you know what I mean? Because that's not something that they're ever, they're not ready to acknowledge right now. But I think at that point, that's something where you got to walk the walk. Like you can say to somebody all you want, like, you're hurting me, you're hurting me until it's okay. Now it's in the balls in your court and you have to do something. If you're telling somebody, this is affecting me. I don't, I don't want to talk to you when you act this way. And you keep okay, telling but them. What if it's about, sorry to interrupt you, but what if it's about things that don't involve you. So what if they are in a toxic relationship? What if they voted for Donald Trump? What if they refuse to speak up on behalf of people of color? What if, you know what I mean? Like all of these things that are pillars to you, they don't really care about. So you, I like, I feel like in that, in that situation, you can have this conversation about how you're going to handle things going forward. But realistically, what are you just going to keep fighting about the way that they live their life? Right. No, I agree. But like I said, again, at that point, you can say it affects me that you don't do this. And I, I don't know. I, it's harder. I don't know if I would say to my friends, like you love Donald Trump. So I don't like you. Like, I don't like that. And I can't be friends with you. And that's hard. Right. Like, because you're like, because then it's like my, what I believe in isn't 
me. Like, or it's like, but it's, it is. How is it, it not? Is. <laughs> but people say that they're like, you know, who I vote for has nothing to do with how I live my daily. Yes, it does. It's interesting because I actually do have one friend out here who will probably never listen to this, um, who was a Trump supporter. Is a Trump supporter? I don't know if they still are because it's not a topic that we talk about. We are aligned on so many other things in our lives. And I was actually quite surprised to find out that this person was not, not of the Republican Party. I think that on paper, when you are white and you're of a certain age and you make a certain amount of money and you have certain financial investments and all of the things, I think it makes sense that people are Republican, right? On paper. But I don't think that, I think that there's a difference between being of a Republican party and being a Trump supporter because those are not the same thing. Right. So I was surprised, but also like not surprised about the Republican part. And I think a lot of people who are, um, you know, whether it be like people who are very invested in the market financially, I think thought that Trump was going to come in and do a really good job. And to be totally transparent, like up until, you know, like a couple weeks ago, our market was doing really well. I don't think that that has anything to do with him or a representation of our economy, but now we're going into an entirely different episode. Either way, my point is, is that um, this person voted for Trump twice and, and it's something that we don't talk about because we have so much, so many other things to talk about. Mm -hmm. However, I literally would say that the reason I'm so surprised is because seemingly, and granted, like I, I've met these people within the past six months. So I don't know everything that goes into all of their thought processes yet. We're just not on that level, especially because we can't like hang out, but it seems like everything that they live is completely misaligned with this choice that they made. Right. But I don't want to get into that. Right. So it's, it, that's been interesting with new relationships. Right. As opposed to existing. He's over it. He's, you just fly right over it. Like, I don't want to get into that because then this is going to affect us. But unfortunately we have to put ourselves in hard positions, but it's hard to put yourself in that hard position. I totally get it. It's been bizarre. It's really, 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 yeah, really, you're really in, bizarre. Yeah, we're in a fucking bizarro world with this stuff. It's But it's, like, interesting because I feel like a lot of times, I mean, like, when Trump lost, I feel like the people that voted for him were outwardly and, ver- like, vocally pissed about it. Yeah. And this person was just kind of like, no. So I'm like, do you even really care that much? Or did right. you just vote Republican? Do you know what I mean? Right, right. Like, just anything but Democrat. Right. I get it. I don't know. Either way. I just want to focus on all the good, hopefully all these good things that are hope, you know, I know things aren't just going to like up and change and be the best in the whole world now, but this presidency, this tenure of his that he had, tenure, is that the word? This, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, tenure that he's had is, has been such a weight on our country and like, okay, minus the country, but I don't give a fuck about anybody else has been a weight on me and my friends and I just want that shit to go away. And we have to do some serious healing now. Absolutely. We have to heal. And also, all y'all bad people that are not nice, that are racist, <laughs> and are psychos. I see you on my Instagram, and I see you. Like, now I know. We see each other. That's from Real Housewives of Atlanta. We see each other. Um, I, before Trump got banned from all <laughs> the social media <laughs> platforms, which... 
I would just like to say it's not a revoke revocation revocation. Is that a word? Sure. It is now. I think it's not a revocation of his freedom of speech guys. He's the fucking president. He can literally have a press conference. He can, you know, send letters. He can fucking shoot fighter jets into the sky. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, private companies, private companies because of the Republicans. So them taking him off is not a constitutional, whatever the fuck. Anyway, before that, I actually did go on. So I know some, I know a lot of people who follow him on Twitter who are not supporters of him Oh, see? because they, oh. they want to know what kind of psychosis is happening in the world right now. Like they want to be the first one to know like what kind of ridiculous shit that he's tweeting. Yeah. However, <clears throat> those people also follow Biden, Kamala, like whoever the, like Obama, you know what I mean? Like the people that they are aligned with. So I went in to my Instagram, because I don't really have a Twitter. One of I has a Twitter. We've tweeted like once. Okay, who's on Twitter? I don't even really know. Psychos. Everybody, no, everybody's on Twitter. They're all very funny, but I'm just not. But I, you know. But so the funny, the funny tweets make their way to me, even though I don't have Twitter. I still see them somehow. Anyway, I went in and I looked at all of the mutual friends I have that are following Donald Trump. And then I went into their friends to see if they were following anyone from the Democratic Party. Turns out they're not. There was only like, maybe a dozen, but I was shook at who those people were. Some I'm surprised and some I'm not. What? I see you. I see you. I think my microphone volume needs to be turned up so I can get a little more ASMR-y. Oh my God. No. Anyway, no, I'm not, I'll tell you that story off, off there. It's totally <laughs> irrelevant. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think overall, like there have been so many different levels of impeding topics that have affected our relationships over the course of the last year. Politics, racial injustices, medical, the, you know, getting sick and whatever, financial. I mean, I don't know that I've had anyone super directly impacted financially, but Lord almighty, I mean, the amount of people that are unemployed right now whose Terrifying. businesses are suffering. I, so I'm obviously in California. Our, almost in our entire state is still in complete lockdown, meaning we can't even go out to eat outdoors and it's 80 fucking degrees. We can't get our nails done. We can't get our hair done. We can't do all of those things. We can only get takeout or we can go to big box stores. My mom needed a wall mount for her TV. We go to Best Buy. That fucking place is packed. Couldn't even find a parking spot. What? Is that an essential business? Uh, Lo siento. Last time I checked, there's nothing more, like, how is that safer than going out to eat outside at a restaurant, wearing masks in public places, sanitizing everything in between? Like, it just it makes no sense. And everyone hates Newsom. But then also the physical distance, too. So, like, I think that this is, the point is just, like, we all really need to just look at this time instead of being annoyed by it, which it is very annoying. Let's look at it as a time to like reflect and prioritize Mm -hmm. and take care of ourselves and definitely read the book untamed by Glennon Doyle. I've heard such great things. That's on my, that's next on my list. Holy shit. I'm going to send you a copy. You don't have a Kindle, right? You don't have a Kindle, right? I'm going to send you a copy. I sent my friend Letitia a copy too, because, and I also sent my, my friend Shanae a copy and, like the first chapter of the book, right? 
So the reason I like this book is because, and I know I'm like two years late to the game. So whoever's going to come at me like this book came out, shut up. Like so relevant right now. The first chapter of the book. So Glennon Doyle was a straight Christian married woman. So first she had like bulimia and she was an alcoholic Mm -hmm. and then she cleaned up. She got married. She had three kids. She was like a member of the church, all the things. What? I didn't know this. And then she was like, I, her husband cheated on her really forced her to evaluate her relationship, which turns out she wasn't that happy in any way. She met another woman, fell in love, left her marriage that was not serving her and married this woman whose name is Abby and now lives this like life where she has to like, I don't know what her last name is. Yeah, I think it's It is? Yeah, they play soccer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's a soccer player. Yeah. So she has to live this life where she's, you know, a white woman who is fighting for racial injustice. She believes in God, yet she's gay and wants to support LGBTQ topics. Like she's trying to like border this kind of both worlds and she does it so beautifully. So anyway, my point is, is that the first chapter of the book, she's talking about how she took her daughter to the zoo. Sounds kind of like the San Diego Safari Park but they were at the cheetah run. That's what makes me think that it was the San Diego Safari Park. And they're talking about this cheetah who's like basically trained like a dog, like to fetch. And so they're fetching this like toy or whatever. And she made a notice that like the cheetah just like seemed so kind of sad. I don't remember the word that she used, but just like, like the light was out from behind its eyes. And then the cheetah does its little tricks or whatever that it's been trained to do. And her daughter asks the trainer, like, doesn't she miss being free? And the trainer's like, well, she was born here, so this is all she knows. And a few mm-hmm. minutes later, the cheetah goes out into its... So the San Diego Safari Park has, like, this amazing... And I don't want to hate on zoos and whatever, because actually the San Diego Safari Park does a lot for animals, like, outside of the zoo and um, trying to save endangered species and stuff like that. However, they, they've recreated the African plains, literally. Like it's this giant, like expansive land. And so the cheetah runs away and blah, blah, blah. And her daughter is watching the cheetah and looks at her mom and goes, Glennon is the mom and goes, Tabitha, I think that was what the cheetah's name was. It got her wild back. And she looks at the cheetah and the cheetah like has completely changed its positioning, its stature. Like you can tell that just because it was born in captivity doesn't mean that it doesn't know that, that, that it's missing something. Right. And so anyway, I sent Shanae this book and she obviously read it and immediately clicked because I get a text message from her like two days after she got it. And she's like, I'm the I am the cheetah. I'm the cheetah. I knew it. I was like, yes. Um, no, this book is so, so good. I like, I cannot recommend it enough. I'm going to read it a hundred times because I haven't even read it, but I can already tell everybody here. Y'all are the cheetahs. Okay. Oh my God. We are cheetahs guys, especially women. Like, it's just like, it's just wild. It's our lives. The things that we've been conditioned to do and say and how we've been conditioned to behave is just like so crazy. Yeah. Let's not do that. That's been something that's been really important to me lately is, um, I read this thing where it was a meme. Sorry. I love a meme reference, but there was a guy who was like, there was a woman that was cursing. And I said to her, you're very unattractive when you curse. And her response was, genuine question. What makes you think I was trying to attract you? 
Right, so I he, saw that meme too. And he was like, that put me straight to bed, you know? Yeah. And it's like, but, but for real though, and I practice, I try and practice saying things like, um, you know, uh, you can't even see our faces anymore. Mm-hmm. When and men tell you to smile when, t- or tell you to smile or like you have, when I'm at work, you have beautiful eyes and I'm like, you're here to send a package, right? <laughs> you know, like, why are you talking to me like that? And so now I've been trying to establish, and listen, I'm not getting hit on left and right. Let's not get crazy. But people always say something inappropriate or whatever. Um, and so I'm trying to say exactly what I feel in the moment when it comes yeah. back. So that Good for you, because how many times if, and we've talked, we talked about this with Fiona when we were talking about um, self-defense. Mm-hmm. And so not necessarily physical self-defense, right? But if somebody says something to you, your first thing is, as a woman, for me, I'm like, sorry to say this, but, and you lead with, oh my God, who is that handsome man behind you? <gasps> Hi, Jess. Sorry, Jesse just walked in. Um, so, you know, you want to like, stand, your first thing is to be like, sorry to be rude, but you almost, you apologize before being rude. Now, I don't want to play that game anymore. I want to be fucking rude to you straight up the minute that it happens so that, you can establish where you're at. Like, this is not what you're here for. This is not what I want from you. Sorry, I had like a situation. But like, I think let's give the people that are saying these ridiculous things um, the benefit of the doubt and just say that they were trying to be nice by saying that you have nice eyes or telling you to smile or whatever. Well, the fact of the matter is, is that it's not a nice thing to say. And yeah. the reason that they think that they're being nice is because that's what they've been taught. They've been conditioned to say like, oh, you know, tell a girl she's got pretty eyes. That's being nice. The only way that this behavior is going to change because it's literally passed down from person to person, generation to generation, parent to whatever, is by speaking up and saying, that's not appropriate. You know what I mean? Now, like saying to someone like, I love your sense of humor. All right. That's fine. That would be different because, because that's a I'm character hilarious. trait. You are hilarious. But like <laughs> the fact, it just, women want to be treated with respect and treated as equals, but we also sometimes don't want to do the work. And, and I don't think that we should have to like, like, but the fact of the matter is, is that this is where we are right now, right? Like we yeah. can't blame the past because the past is done. It's done and we can only control the right now. And if, unless we're willing to speak up on behalf of ourselves in this moment, then we really haven't earned the right to complain about how we're treated. Well, let me give you a little example. I have, um, I had a mailman who had been with us for a really long time. And he was telling, he would tell people, this girl's like my daughter. I've known her since she's a baby. False. I did not know this man since I was a baby. My dad's like, I don't know why he says that, but he, I guess he just thinks. <laughs> Who is he telling this to? He, like, what? Like, no joke. So the what you know how my story is, but like people will walk in, the mailman comes in and he'll just like be talking to me. And then he'll say to the customer, be good to her because I've known her since she's a baby. Like, it's a weird, I guess, like, I don't know old man thing like you know he was very chatty and like very talkative anyway so he would say that but if I stepped outside of that store through the threshold of postnet they would walk through (laughs) and what would happen he'd be like "Mm, hey oh mommy you look good today to me and I took it for like years because I was younger you know I was like 24 probably high to be honest and like not really paying attention anyway but gross so then um you know it was a time where 
it must have been in the first year of like my weight loss journey and I was working out and blah, blah, blah. And he did that to me in the store and I turned to him and I was like, don't you tell people that you've known me since I'm a baby and that's how you talk to me? And when I tell you, I was trembling when I was saying it because I didn't know the response. Good for you. But I knew that I was ready to come back. And he was like, oh, and I was like, don't say that again because it makes me uncomfortable. And then, yeah. I, and then I like shook walking away because I was afraid. You know, it, it's a scary thing to kind of stand up to somebody, even if it's something as trivial as somebody being like, in a, you know, just inappropriate verbally. I was able to say it. And that man never said anything to me ever again. Yeah. And right now, meaning like, because the narrative has been women just kind of taking it for so long, if and when you do stand up for yourself, you will inevitably be labeled a bitch. Like period, point blank, you're going to be a bitch. But you know what? And that's when you say, if you being, if you being a bitch right now is going to change the narrative for your daughters, be a fucking bitch. Yeah. 100%. Who cares? I talk about that shit all the time with my friends. Like it's time to buck up, baby. Yeah, we got <laughs> we got to get tough here, and it's you know you don't want to be hard and like be an asshole, but sometimes it's fun. I think Racing. we should all just be assholes. I think like if we all just said what we meant to say and what we mean and how we feel, the world would be likely a better place because there wouldn't be so much guessing, less projecting. Yeah, essentially more ability to respect other people's um, viewpoints that might not align with ours because we'd be able to have an actual conversation about things instead of just like fighting about them all the time. Exactly. And that just loops into everything that we've been talking about through the pandemic. Sorry, well, that was me. Sorry. What? Did, did you hear that noise? Oh, no. no. My, my computer was like, because apparently Martin Luther King Day is tomorrow and my computer decided that I needed to know that. Everyone needs to know that. So... For essentially, I think through this entire episode, the underlying theme is establishing a stance. Mm. Establish your stance in mm-hmm. politics. Establish your stance in your beliefs, political or non. Establish your stance in who you want to be and what you want to be and keep moving forward into reaching that person 100%. and tapping into that and learn more and read talking to myself here, read and open up your mind and make your own decisions on the facts, on the facts, not just hearsay, not just all memes, even though I love a good meme, you know, don't just get it from the internet, do your own research. And okay, if you don't agree with something that I, that I believe in, cool, but I respect you more for you believing in that. And also you're giving me the, the wherewithal to say, okay, you believe in that. That's not for me. We, Mm. we probably won't work out, but at least you stand there and I stand here. And it's not this like, I don't know. And it causes this weird relationship of ignoring things that are important. And also one thing I'll add to that is like knowing when to stop talking and start listening. I think that we don't, we're so quick to want to share our own opinions and our own experiences and how we relate to things that sometimes we forget that one of the best ways to learn is by hearing other people's experiences and their reasons for feeling a certain way. So definitely, um, knowing when to take a step back and to open your earballs and to be receptive to new information that you might not have been privy to without that conversation with someone. Um, but agreed, like definitely it's, it's time that we learn and, um, speak and use the resources that we have 
to share our information, our opinions, have a stance and choose who we're surrounding ourselves with based on all of that. Absolutely. Happy 2021. Oh my God. We're back, baby. Yeah. And so we're not, let's just do a little housekeeping before we sign off. We're not going to commit ourselves to a weekly schedule. Right. We're not even going to commit ourselves to a schedule. We're going to aim for twice a month. Maybe it'll be more. Maybe it'll be less. Maybe we're feeling chattier some months than other months. Um, But so every time we drop an episode, we'll definitely let you know on Instagram and we'll just be like a little present for your week. Yeah. You know, tap in, listen to us, follow us on Instagram at one of I podcast. Yeah. Isa is Isabella Louise. I am Taylor. What's my Instagram handle? Taylor Taylor underscore underscore Abby underscore. underscore. Um, I think I'm private. I'm not sure. I've been like toggling back and forth between being private and um, public. I honestly might go to private because I'm over. Well, let's just say that if you are friend requesting us and you um, are coming from here, like send us a DM and let us know like, hey, I'm I'm a listener. And so that way we know not to just give you a big middle finger. Right. Or we love you guys you, so much. Leave you in limbo. Sorry. Okay. I just wanted to oh, say yeah. limbo. Limbo. Um, well, we love you guys and we appreciate your patience and we appreciate your support and we're wishing you all of the most amazing things. And uh, countdown is two days, baby. You're out, motherfucker. <laughs> we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.